0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, Detroit's youth steps up in a big way in a comeback win over the St. Louis Blues. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's a host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Uh, on today's episode, guys, the Red Wings snapped their three-game losing streak. We're gonna break that whole thing down for you. Obviously, the youth, as mentioned in the cold open, stepped up in a huge way for the Red Wings. Um, also, power play only scored once, but man, did it look dangerous! And Patrick Kane is a big reason why. I just, I every single game he plays, I'm in love with him on the power play more and more. Uh, defensive woes continued, as well as talking about Ville Husso. Um, might have a controversial take on Ville Husso this game. People's opinions on him are pretty set in stone, but we'll we'll get to it. Uh, but first, gonna let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. To, uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Scotty, I want to ask you after a six to four comeback, multiple comebacks in this game, win over the St. Louis Blues. What is your instant reaction to the win? What what, what would you say is like one word you would use in this win?
1: Wow. Um, relief. Okay. would be one uh, just because I, I mean, I, I was pretty vocal about it and kind of wore it on my sleeve yesterday. Right. Where like I, I was legitimately worried about how this team was going to perform against anyone in the NHL without comfort Larkin Perron. Like that's right. a, that's a, that's a tough three for this specific team to be missing. Uh, and and I, I I was legitimately worried that like they would struggle even against bad teams, and no. uh, there's an argument to be made that they kind of did struggle against bad teams. But uh, I think that's why I would choose relief, right? Because it was a back and forth game, whatever. But as I said yesterday, and when we were talking about a loss, I'll say again, talking about a win, they all count the same at the end of the season, baby. That they, they they don't ask how, they ask how many, and yeah. uh, and that's why I'm I'm gonna be. Uh, I, I really was like, it just felt like kind of a, this is probably like way too dramatic, but like, it just felt like a weight off my shoulders. I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Like this season, isn't just like lost Like we're not just going to lose every game until these guys are healthy. Like there actually is, you know, uh, 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 and they played hard too. I, there, there's, we're, I have a lot of issues with the, the defense in this game. I thought it was absolutely, again, not to be too dramatic, I thought it was pretty dang bad, though. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about that. Um, but uh, but I, I I just was I really more than anything was just relieved that uh, they were able to win despite not having three of their best players.
0: Yeah. And so, so it's funny. I mean, relief is a good word to use. For me, it's more thrilled. Um, and that's sorely, sorely, solely. Because of the fact, the one factor, and that is the youth on this team being the ones who step up in the, sure, you yeah. know, for the most part, you got goals from Raymond, Sider, and not that Sider had a great game. He and Wallman, you know, well, we'll get it, we'll talk about the defensive woes, had some mistakes, but Raymond, Sider, Joe Valeno, and Jonathan Bergen, you know, all stepped up and scored big time goals when the wings needed it most. So for me, it's thrilled, but that is also, like you said, not to say I'm ignoring all the issues that this team had in this game. It was by far not a perfect game. And after the second period, you know, I tweeted out like how much the blues who are consistently one of the few teams in the league that are worst at five on five in every metric then the Red Wings were dominating Detroit. And it's like, yeah, I understand they're down four forwards, three of which play top six minutes for this team and their top two centers, of course. Um. so like yeah that's a factor we but also this game
1: without a 1C and won a hockey game literally that, that's, like, that's like that's my that was like how I viewed it man like we did not we literally did not have a first line center in this game and we won so like I don't care who the opponent is I'm going to take that
0: and that was the funniest thing when the Red Wings tweeted out their projected lineups and it did not include a center between Kane and Debrink and it's like they were literally admitting no one can fill the Dylan Larkin void yeah um,
1: they were like yeah we're just going to rotate it Uh these other three Guys who are going to play center are going to be their their line centers, Which, but like we're going to rotate the top.
0: I mean, if I'm being honest, you got to do that right now. When you're down yeah, Comfort, oh yeah. you're down Larkin. I, I don't it. I don't hate the eleven and seven because honestly, and no, I don't mean to throw shade at Zach Aston Reese, but it's almost like an addition by subtraction in that regard. By like. You know by not having a four set lines and allowing a little bit of fluidity towards the lines you can try and figure out on the go what chemistry works and you know joe valeno he worked in this game and he worked hard uh i know that the three stars of the game officially are larkin kevin hayes who scored twice and robbie fabry had the game-winning goal but Joe Valeno is the number one star of this game. Like, without a doubt. 2 clutch. He had the primary assist on the power play Raymond goal. And a clutch, clutch takeaway uh, with the Blues up two men. empty net goal power play with a minute and a half left. The Blues try to cycle the puck up along the blue line. Valeno steals the puck. Sends it down the ice. And Rasmussen just finishes the job burying it. To seal immediately gives credit
1: to Valeno
0: (laughs) raced over to Valeno because it was all Joey V and that wasn't just that it wasn't just those two plays either Valeno ended up playing the most minutes on this hockey team Scotty he played 23 minutes in this hockey game this is a guy who coming into the year was given an $800,000 contract off of a down year last year. And he it was it's like literally the definition of a prove it deal. Might be the biggest prove it deal I've ever seen, getting paid that little, little, a little, a literal decrease in pay over his ELC into this contract. And he's stepping up in such a big way. He also won thirteen faceoffs and only lost eight. Sixty one faceoff uh victory percentage for him. Like that's just he had such a huge impact on this game. I know the Corsi four percentage and the expected goals for four percentage will say that he was below fifty. But when you're a Joe Valeno playing way above your pay grade, putting in that much effort and getting rewarded for it on the score sheet, like I just obviously youth as a whole were big impacts, but none greater than what Joe Valeno provided in this hockey game.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, man. And, and um, that is something I know I specifically was, but like as a whole, we were like very critical of. Valeno uh last season at the end of last year I was very hard on Valeno this offseason um and he had I mean we were having conversations I I remember a comment I made in the preseason we both made yeah where I I remember I had said something about like his roster spot isn't even guaranteed like Mm -hmm. on you know on opening night in the preseason and now he has solidified himself as uh as one of the like better producing forwards on this hockey team he still has is like young he is improving rapidly he's skating with so much confidence this year and that's like really the biggest thing for me like the the night and day difference if you were to compare this season to last year is it's it genuinely is like just like skating I don't know if it's all confidence, but like he—he he is a a powerful skater when he wants to be, and uh, and this season I feel like he's just really aggressive at at all the right times. And <coughs> I almost just choked on myself. <coughs> okay, I'm alive. Um, and uh, and yeah, man, I like that play at the end of the game. Obviously, really highlighted it, but just in general, uh, he has been so phenomenal this season. And I can't sing his praises enough. He has uh, tenfold proven me wrong. We talk about him. It feels like every game, we're like, hey, Joe Valeno, like, remember when we were like critical of him? Like, we, I feel like we've had this conversation like, like, like 20 times already. It feels like after every game, we're like, man, like, boy, is he proving us wrong. And uh, this is just another, you know, the latest example of that.
0: I mean, he's doing this year what Michael Rasmussen did last year, like just stepping up in an unexpected way and having a huge impact, you know, and not to say like they're one for one playing the same game, but in regards to just the way they step up when people don't expect it. And Volino, you know, he's going to walk away from this game on minus two. His Corsi four percentage is going to be like a 21%, but this is a guy who should be your third line center in all honesty. And he's being forced to play top line minutes. 23 minutes in this game against the blues and yeah, the blues aren't a great team, but they're not an awful team either. They're a middle of the pack team yeah. and they have some really good players on their roster and he's out there playing 23 minutes and putting up assists in the most crucial moments. And it's those most crucial moments that are going to define this team. And valeno was the b- biggest, biggest contributor at those times. Uh, Scotty, we're going to a quick break. Uh, when we return, we're going to talk about the other youth that provided some score sheet. Uh, some, provided a little bit on the score sheet in this game. Struggling with my words this evening, man.
1: Uh, so stay oh, tuned. I almost just <laughs> choked on air. So we're, we're really crushing it here. That's
0: been happening a lot to you lately, I feel. Just like choking on your own spit and stuff,
1: man. Well, I said air, but yeah.
0: Stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. <laughs> Got to talk to you guys today about game time. Are you tired of just like trying to buy some tickets and yeah. you're just tired of buying tickets in general? No, I, I was agreeing with you. Because, I mean, if you're using game time, you're not going to be tired. And I understand why you'd be tired, though, Scotty, because most apps, i are not going to name them here. We're not going to do that. But, you know, you got to buy some tickets. You think they're going to be $20, $30. you are going to get some nosebleeds to your local Tigers game when they're in season. You're like, oh, dude, mezzanine seat. 20 dollars to watch my tigers lose 10 to 1 let's go (laughs) and uh next thing you know you're spending 60 dollars oh because those fees just get you well game time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total up front. So you know exactly what you're getting without hidden fees. Buy tickets in two seconds with just two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has tickets, has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute tickets. With zone t- zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time Guarantee. Means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, and redeem code LOCKED ON NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, uh, obviously, the other some other players amongst the youth stepped up in this game as well. Uh, Lucas Raymond had a two-point night uh, on his own. One was off the feed from Joe Valeno on the power play, just out front. Raymond buries it. And then, of course, he had a primary assist on Robbie Fabry's game-winning goal just a few moments, a few minutes later, rather. And he's just... Lucas Raymond's another guy who... You know, had a little bit of a down year last year, and we came into the season thinking, like, saying, like, if he puts on weight, he could have a breakout year. Like, we honestly thought that the only thing that was holding him back was that he was just getting pushed around a little bit too much. You come out this season, he's clearly stronger, protecting the puck so much more, and he's on pace for a 70-point season, Scotty. On pace for 29 goals and 41 assists. That is a certified breakout season. And I'm, I'm watching Lucas Raymond play. And I still wonder yet if he has another gear in him because on so many plays, he's just this much. And for those who are listening now, watching my fingers are very close, like maybe an inch half inch from touching, uh, from like hitting that next level and becoming an 80 point guy and 90 point guy. And he's still always going to be a pass first guy. I don't think, you know, on pace for 29 goals is fantastic. I don't know if he'll ever be a 40 goal score, but I mean, the his playmaking ability and hockey IQ is next level, and it, it showed itself on that Robbie Fabry goal. Andrew Kopp fed him the puck along the along the half wall, and it took him one look to see Fabry breaking in and just feed him, and caught Bennington off guard. It was Lucas Raymond's having a great year,
1: and I just hope that it, this trend continues. Yeah, man, no, one hundred percent. And to your point, like to to further uh support your point there. Like I, I thought that he could have even had a few more points on the stat sheet in this game. I thought on the power play specifically, there was a couple instances in which he was just a hair late on on one. He just whiffed oh yeah on uh, on a one timer and then there was one where like there was a pass to him and he like flubbed it just a little bit to where he had to like skate back and kind of reset like There, there was even a a couple moments in this game alone, right? In a vacuum, it's a one-game sample, but like even tonight, right? Like there was opportunity for him to get more, and and that's not to say that he's like failing a ton or whatever. Like he's obviously having a great year, but um, I, I kind of agree with you, and and for this year, given that how young he still is, like (laughs) I will just gladly take, uh, I'll gladly take the year that he's on pace for. I'd imagine, you know, maybe it'll even come down a little bit more but that's still a fantastic season for him and I think one that should be celebrated and then you know next year maybe he puts on you know I, I don't want this to turn into the Miguel Carrera best shape of his life thing but maybe he puts on like five to seven more pounds of muscle and and you know he he continues working on stuff and uh you know he's just he's so young still like I think 21 forget how young he still is man so like he uh he has the ability to, to continue to develop and uh, that's really exciting
0: Homie was born in 2002. That's how right. young
1: he is. That's wild. Uh,
0: incredible. Yeah, he's been great. Obviously, Moritz Sider. You know, I don't think Moritz Sider had a great game. The defense as a whole had a pretty brutal game, but Moritz Sider and Jake yeah. Wallman. Granted, again, it's always tough to judge their performances because they're given the toughest assignments. They're given the most minutes. Uh, Wallman and Sider, 1850. Funny, fun fact, Wallman had the least amount of ice time in yesterday's game. Among defensemen and then had the most amount of ice time in tonight's game. A great goal among defensemen. Uh yeah, Wolman had a great goal. It's funny, both both Walman and Cider, and this kind of goes into you know our defensive woes conversation we're gonna have a little later, but both of them made pretty egregious errors early in the game that led to goals against Cider's turnover was atrocious. It was atrocious. True. Um, and both of them made up for it. Walman immediately came back down the ice. Picked up like the third rebound and just nipped it top shelf, far side. Incredible sharp angle. Just he's got such good accuracy. Uh, And then Moritz Sider, of course, you know, he started the breakout that led to his own goal. He passed it up to Michael Rasmussen, who a little kudos to him as well. He was, you know, he's had a really rough season, but in the last two weeks, you know, despite a couple of phantom calls against him that have led to penalties and then power play goals against, you know, he uh, he had three goals last week. And then in this game, he protected the puck beautifully uh, on two separate occasions that led to two goals for uh, on the Cider goal, especially, you know, he breaks down the wing and he sends it towards the net and my, uh, Moritz Cider gets the rebound and buries at home. So, I mean, like the young players on this team, plus Jake Wellman who's like 27, and Robbie Fabry, who's like 28, you know, really showed up. And that's what we were talking about when we knew we were going to be missing this much depth from our forward core Is it was going to come down to, you know, who was going to step up. And that thankfully is something that this team hasn't really struggled with all season, right? Like depth scoring has been this team's strongest suit. They've had goals from everywhere. We said it in yesterday's episode when they put up three goals against the Dallas stars, like they have the most five plus goal scorers of any team in the NHL. And Moritz excited. Just got his fifth goal. And that matches his goal total from last season. And Jake Wolman now leads all defensemen on the Red Wings with six goals, so that is what's going to lead them to success as long as Larkin and JT Compher and Perron and Cop, uh, Kostin are out. Is continuing to get goals from everywhere, and it's been great. And it's great that the youth is leading the way in the goals for category.
1: Yeah, man. I I mean Berger too, right? Like he, I he's looked really oh, yeah. solid the last couple of <laughs> games, right? I mean, um. Yeah, man, I I think uh, I I think it's it's been nice to see, and and it's uh, again like when your depth is your youth, that's just like a really reassuring thing to see, like the the youth kind of get like spread out throughout the lineup, and to see the team continue to be able to win and whatnot. Um, so yeah, and and yeah, Ber- again, Berger specifically too. I mean, he uh, he he, I think he looked really solid in this one. He had one really bad pass that I remember, but besides that. I thought, uh, I thought he looked pretty solid, and that's two games in a row that I think he's looked pretty solid. So.
0: He got both his goals in the same exact spot. You know, yeah, right there. the both. same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just go to the net and good things happen. Right. He puts himself at a good distance to pick up a rebound and bury it home. I mean,
1: pucks and deep, man. I, again, Not that, that burying goal
0: doesn't happen without Rasmussen protecting the puck down low. Like Rasmussen carried that puck around behind the net after breaking along yeah. the wing, stopped, pivoted back, is battling along the boards, finds Daniel Sprung, who finds Peach, who rings it off the post. Than I think it's and- a
1: couple good games in a row for Rasmussen too, which we haven't really yeah. said too much this year. Yeah,
0: which is he's kind of no, had really. a. We haven't I, I don't want to say much.
1: like a down year, but maybe just based on how much of a step forward he took last year, you know, I, I uh, maybe he's taken a slight step back early on this year. But I think that's two or three games in a row that he's looked. I think he's looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like overall, guys, when it comes to what led this to this Red Wings victory, is is players stepping up. Uh, when you needed it most, and that's what's going to keep happening. Uh, the Red Wings' strength of depth offensively, has been great. <laughs> <laughs> offensively. Right. Obviously, we're going to get to the defensive woes, because those continue in segment three, as long as a conversation about who's so. But I also want to talk about the Patrick Kane and the power play. So it's going to be a pretty packed segment three, as uh, Scotty and I have that ability to just drone on and on. So stay tuned to segment three. Got to talk to you guys today about sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities and Lucas Raymond could score 70 points and the Red Wings could hoist that Stanley cup and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper. The official daily fantasy app of the lockdown NHL network sleeper is the number one choice for daily fantasy hockey and especially daily fantasy sports. (laughs) I read that backwards. It's daily fantasy sports and then daily fantasy hockey but both still stand true because with sleeper, you can win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests to win a hundred times bet on sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me Red Wings fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions do apply. So that's code lockdown NHL and see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Segment three lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty real quick before we get to the uh, defensive woes of this hockey game. The, the reason why they're doing still gave up four goals. Um, the power play, man. I know they only went one for four, but with the exception of the very first one, man did it look lethal and i know i and to be fair i know the blues have one of the worst penalty kills in the league i think it's literally the 31st ranked penalty kill in the 31. league right now yeah it's, yeah it's down there though it's really down there and the power play is really brutal too they that their power play went 0 for 3
1: but regardless like they score shorties like it's no one's i almost just dropped that f bomb
0: <laughs> no score, one's freaking they,
1: have, they literally said on the broadcast they have more shorthanded goals than power play goals
0: this year yeah, I think they they were coming into the game. They were tied for first, and then they scored another one. But that one, and like the Red Wings, obviously have given up four short-handed goals in the last yeah, four no, games. Broken I mean, stick. Like, that one was just kind of like yeah, you can't, you can't luck. catch a break, man. Uh, but as far as the power play goes, man, the puck movement was phenomenal. They had a ton of really good opportunities. It Dude, felt like Patrick
1: just... Kane's passing is it, and like I don't even know if I his passing is obviously incredible, but I don't even know if that's like it's and I see like I've said this like five episodes in a row but it's the decision making like every decision he makes you're like yeah <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like absolutely like yes um it's it's remarkable it truly is remarkable no and it, it
0: Patrick kane's presence on the power play is such a commanding yet calming presence mm-hmm. you know I've complained a lot about how much this team passes passes, passes on the power play without getting a shot. But Patrick Kane's that guy where he, that puck's on a stick. He can stick handle all he wants. He can pass as much as he right. wants. Cause that's what, I mean, he's, that's the reason why he's a hall of famer. He is one of the best playmakers to ever play in the game. The one thing is the Red Wings have to get used to receiving his passes.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a couple of times just in these like last couple of games where there's been like,
0: they clearly aren't expecting the. Patrick. I just don't expect to get the puck fast to them. <laughs> Raymond had a he's couple just, in this one. He can just thread that needle like nobody's business. Yeah. So once the Red Wings get used to the fact that Patrick Kane's going to just send it their way through right. traffic and it's going to get to them, they're going to score so much more on the power play. And even at five on five, Kane and Debrinket, man, I know they haven't scored really yet at all. Obviously, Kane has a goal and an assist now since uh, joining the Red Wings. He had a secondary assistant on Raymond's goal on the power play but they're, they're so close to connecting. Like, they're so close to very soon just popping off and becoming a lethal line for the Detroit Red Wings. Patrick Kane himself, I swear, since he's joined the Red Wings, by the way, this is the first win of the Patrick Kane era, uh, he's got to have, like, an expected goal of, like, freaking five. He hit a post early on in this game, and then he whiffed on a shot with a wide-open net in the late yeah. in the second period, I think, right in the slot. I mean, this guy, and he got hooked one-on-one with the goalie. I'm, I just... He just keeps finding himself around the net, man. And I mean, I I shouldn't be surprised. It's Patrick Kane. But like a little bit of me is surprised by, I mean, they were going to ease Patrick Kane back into the Red Wings lineup. You know, just limit his minutes. Yeah, that was
1: before a a quarter (laughs) of the (laughs)
0: offense all got hurt at the same time. (laughs) He played 22 minutes against Dallas. How many game minutes did he play tonight against the uh, St. Louis Blues? Patrick Kane finished with 20 minutes of ice time. And he looks great. Like, honestly, yeah. I, I mean, he does. It's hard to even tell that he had this surgery, which is really reassuring. Obviously four games played a lot. can still happen. hoping for the best and that nothing happens. Right. But it is just like astounding how good he looks. I knew, I thought he, I thought he had a shot, like a real shot of being that except, exception to the rule when it comes to this surgery, but he has looked phenomenal. Like yeah. I I phenomenal. I can't, Except for, you know, when Ghost broke his stick and he didn't even take a stride to try and stop that guy from having a breakaway. But I didn't even get upset at that because, like, that's Patrick. Kane. He's 35 coming <laughs> off of
1: hip surgery, and he was four steps behind him. If you think that anything besides what yeah. happened was happening, that's your own fault. It was
0: closer than you think, but also, like you said, 35 coming off hip surgery, and he's never been a defensive player. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um Anyways, Scotty, enough gushing over a great, another great performance from Patrick Kane, who's just so close to popping off for the Red Wings.
1: Uh defensively again in this game too. Oh, oh, he didn't hit cross; it was post. It was po- yeah. same difference.
0: Uh he hit he hit pipe. Anyways, uh, defensively, this team just continues to get shelled. Uh, in total, they gave up sixty-seven shot attempts in this game. Fifty-one of those <laughs> came. At even strength. Ville Husso made 36. No, wait. He faced 37 shots and made, he gave a what, four goals in yeah. this one? So that would be 33, go- 33 shots is how many he saved. Okay, cool. That's math. I'm glad. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, man. Proud. Yeah, I mean, not a great defensive performance. And when you're down as many forwards as the Red Wings are, they're going to need a complete team defensive performance to win hockey games
1: and they didn't get it again. <laughs> no they didn't. Yeah. I honestly it was like abysmal. Like it was you you can go and look at every single goal and be like wow, there is a huge breakdown happening here. All <laughs> right? Like obviously the the broken stick one whatever if you want to like not count that one that's fine. All the rest of them it still applies. Like the first goal they gave up it was just everyone was standing around. Like everyone was just puck watching. Not a single person like made a move on anybody. Um, Huso's save attempt for that one was also wild to me. He just like, like I, I don't know. He he like jumped and then wall jumping like made his body smaller for some reason and like tucked his legs in. I didn't really take like Ryan me yesterday, right? It's, obviously, it's really easy for me to say that from my couch. And he he's the one in, in the crease there, but like it, it's just uh, I don't know. It it, it was just a, a, a weird a, a weird game in, in terms of of Huso I it's it's very tough man it's it's so tough to do because it's like it's not like how do i word this it's not like he's getting any help out there by the defense right this was an atrocious defensive performance as a team yeah i mean i can he's, he's getting no help he was he was left out to dry numerous times um It's just like, you would like you on the same breath though. You would also like to be surprised by a save maybe once. Like if one time we could maybe get surprised and like you could stop a high danger opportunity like that would also, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, it's a very fine line that I'm trying to walk and I'm not sure if I'm doing a good job, but like I, I I've said it a lot this season, like, both can be true. You you can have really bad yes. goaltending and really bad defensive like like uh, work. Um, this game I I just felt like was was so bad defensively. It's um I don't know. It's I mean it, it's a tough game to break down in that
0: regard. I, I mean we we've talked about it on end right about what is causing these issues. One, the Red Wings do not play a possession heavy style of game. Yeah. Whether that's due to skill. Or due to scheme, I have yet to really figure out on my own. Uh, But they don't possess the puck a lot. And when you don't possess the puck, it means the other team possesses the puck. I know. Huge rocket science there, right? Crazy. Um, But that just leads – they let teams just kind of glide through the neutral zone, take the defensive zone. They don't really put up a lot of resistance at the blue line to try and break up those zone entries. They just give up the zone. And then they play a very conservative style inside the defensive zone in which they kind of just try and perimeter out, like box out the other team the entire time and wait for them to make an errant pass or make a mistake in which they can recover the puck and then try to break out. And this is where, you know, it works out for them because when those errant passes do happen and they intercept it, Red Wings get an on-man rush and a lot of times they'll finish. The Red Wings, one of the most prolific goal-scoring teams in the league. They score off the rush all the
1: time. Right. Or they they play the most aggressive forecheck you've ever seen, and then they're just completely gassed the last period of the hockey game.
0: They play a very aggressive forecheck in the offensive zone. I feel like it's not so much in the defensive zone, though.
1: No, I agree with you. That's my point. It's really aggressive in the offensive zone and in the neutral zone to try and prevent entries, but it's also... They've never done it for three periods. And like I, I that's the part that frustrates me is that I don't understand how part of your game plan cannot be sustainable. Like that, that's that's like that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you game plan for something you know your team can't do for three periods? Like that 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 make that makes zero sense to me. So like right. That's yeah. that's the part that frustrates me the most. But like you're you're completely right. It's it's much more conservative in the defensive zone.
0: Yeah, and that I mean, and what's crazy is the Red Wings have played so hard. And that's the thing is the, the Red Wings looked really good for stretches of this hockey game. And I thought they played very well for the bulk majority of the third. But yeah. the moment they got a one goal lead, all of a sudden they're playing super conservative in the defensive zone again. And Andrew Cop takes an ill timed bad penalty, and I was like, dude, I swear to God if this team blows this game on a bad penalty late in the game, leading to a power play, empty net goal four, I'm going to like str- strangle Scotty. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> Probably not. realize
1: colleague. my well-being in the hands of uh, of the Detroit Red Wings. That's Listen, crazy. Listen, man,
0: I'm going to lay hands on anyone. It's going to be around <laughs> that neck of yours. Although, I don't know. you got a thick neck. I don't know if I'll be able to get it all the way around <laughs> Uh, but yeah, seriously, it's, it was, it's really frustrating to watch this team try and a lot of times fail seal games. And fortunately, rather this time, Joey V Joey poison, as people are calling him now, uh, sealed the deal for the Red Wings on a superb takeaway, but, uh, it, it was, it was nerve wracking again. They play such an aggressive four check. They score off the rush, but man, do they just let teams pepper them with shots? And you know, and what you said, too, to, to circle back to that regarding Vili Huso, you know, this is a game where, yeah, he let in four goals against, but I'm looking at this goal by goal, and I'm really struggling to find one where I'd be like, that's his fault. Like, that is, that, that was a
1: genuine softy. Because yeah, I, I the thought first the first one, one you could argue, again, like he, he, had that saved he just like tucked his left leg in like yeah look at the
0: circumstances again like why is i agree the
1: defense the defense was awful i'm not i'm not arguing that at all i'm just saying he like was literally in position to make a fantastic save and do it and then just like didn't and i feel like that's what a lot of his season has been which is why i'm bringing it up
0: yeah, cuz like this is the two games in a row where the team got caught puck watching, not looking for a player back door. Yesterday it was Ben Chirrot, yeah. uh didn't notice uh, Robertson back door. And then in this game it was Brandon Saad and Jake Wallman. Jake Wallman watching the watching where the puck was going, not keeping his head on a swivel to see if there was anyone back door. Saad just slipped back door, cross zone feed right to him and you know, that's it. you know, even though Viliuso made it over, that's still a tough save to make because that's a really high danger scoring yeah. area, yeah, yeah, and then the Kevin Hayes one that was a deflection. The second Kevin Hayes one was an egregious turnover by Moritz Sider, shot and then through a screen by Kevin Hayes, and then the Scandella one. Like, yeah, we talked about it against the Sharks game, right? Four breakaways slash odd man rushes against you want Villuus to make one of those saves, like just one clutch save, right? And you can make the same argument here, like you really want him to make a clutch save on a, on a short handed breakaway, and he didn't. But also, like you said, both can be true. And he just, in this game, was not helped out whatsoever. And the reason why I'm not going to blame Billy Huso for necessarily as hard is because I thought he made a lot of really good saves in this game as well. He made a huge save with the Wings up one late in the third period to keep him up one. And then in the first period especially, he made tons of really big saves. Yeah. So, like, I can – I struggle to see one ga- one goal where I can – sit here and go that was a genuine softie in this one. So yeah, his save percentage is going to be less than 900, not stellar. Gave up four, you still want to see him maybe make a couple more saves. But breaking down every goal by goal like I don't I find a I have a hard time strictly blaming Huso in this game, you know? Like he's not yeah, part I mean, of the Again, he's, like
1: he's not actively helping. Too. Yeah.
0: Like, he's not actively helping, but I don't think he was actively
1: hindering in this game either. <laughs> No, but that, that, right. And that's what I think the, I don't know how I can say problem is, but I think that's where the discussion comes from around who. So like yeah. he, he's not, he's not going out there and, and he's not like the worst goalie in the NHL. And he's like single-handedly costing you a season. Like he's started more games than anyone else. And and you've had a pretty good year where you're in the playoff picture and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's. I, I, again, like kind of in the same breath as what I said earlier, like, I just like to be surprised once. Like I would just like him to, you know, have, I I would just like one, one time to, you know, be, be surprised by a, a play or a game or a, you know, a big save or anything like that. It's, um, cause like the, the true one, a goalies on good teams do surprise you and, and do, you know, help you win games. Not, you know, just, Oh, he's not hurting. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But, Scotty, in the end, Red Wings won the game. They snapped the three-game losing streak, and they're 6-3-1 in their last 10. Ottawa also lost to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes 4-1. So, you know, I'm being a little petty, but that was nice to see. Uh, Red Wings still fourth place in the Atlantic Division, one point behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. Very much alive in the race, and they don't play again until Thursday when they play the Hurricanes at LCA and hopefully gt comfort will be
1: back Yeah, get healthy boys get healthy Cats yeah, get healthy
0: all right scotty any final thoughts
1: um I thought offensive zone entry was good in this game much better yes it's something that i kind of have like for as much as the scoring has been solid i feel like i've harped on that a lot this year for it has been an issue zone entry but this this game i thought the zone entry was like really really good and again that might be more of an opponent thing than anything else, but I thought it was really good. Um Good. I think that's it. We will. We
0: do ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day.